Hey, Prairie Shopper Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this is Omar here. Uh, this message you're about to listen to is continuing our series, I Am Feeling. This week is I Am Feeling Indecisive. It's talking about making decisions, how we go about that, what we have to do, what are the obstacles. Uh, Pastor Omar really breaks it down on this Sunday morning message. Hope you are blessed, hope you're encouraged, and uh, enjoy this. Well, welcome everyone. I appreciate every one of you for logging in here in our live stream, those that are watching on YouTube and those that are watching on Facebook. And so we just appreciate you. We know there's a lot of things you could be doing and other things in the morning and and all of that, but you've chosen to stay online with us and be a part of our service. And we welcome all of you. We welcome all of you visitors and maybe those that are watching for the first time. We thank you for watching. And being with us, we're just a a church here that loves people, Praise Chapel Paramount, and we welcome every single one of you. Welcome all of our family uh, that is part of Praise Chapel Paramount and those that are new to Praise Chapel Paramount. We just thank you, and we're going to have a great time. I'm excited about this message this morning, and if there's any message I would tell you that you want to share right now is this one. I want you to hit hit that share. I know we keep, keep telling you that, but I believe today... It's going to help a lot of people. This message has helped me as I begin to go through it here, and it'll help you because I'm going to talk about, see, we're in a new series here uh, this month called uh, uh, I Am Feeling, and we didn't know about this pandemic when we planned it three or four months ago, and a lot of us are feeling a lot of different ways, but this morning, I'm going to talk about I'm feeling undecided or I'm at a place of indecision. I'm not sure what decision to make. And because life, believe it or not, most of us know it's full of decisions. And every day we're making choices. From the time you get up to the time you go to bed, you make a choice. You decide what time you're going to get up. You decide exactly what you're going to do. Hopefully you're good hygiene. You brush your teeth. You do everything. Take a shower. And all of us this morning have to make decisions, and we have to evaluate and draw conclusions because every decision that we make has a consequence. And so I'm going to be looking out of the book of James, uh, chapter 1, and if uh, you don't have to read it now, but I would recommend James chapter 1, verse 5 through 11, uh, because every decision that we make, again, has consequences, and because we're human beings and all of us are not perfect, Sometimes we make many mistakes, and uh, making decisions can be very stressful. Making decisions can be uh, very uh, pressure, and and all of these things come into being. And sometimes, have you ever been at a place in your life where you say, man, I'm not sure uh, about this decision that I'm going to make. I'm not sure I'm making the right decision. Some of you right now may be facing some stress uh, surrounding a decision that you need to make. Uh, Some of you are probably going to make a major decision this week. And should I let go? Should I move on? Should I do this? Should I get a new job? Uh, Should I do this? Or whatever it may be, whatever decision that you're making, uh, even after you've made a decision, have you ever been at a place where you felt like, man, I'm not sure I made the right one. I'm not sure that the decision I made was the right one. And really, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to making decisions. And so I want to talk about that today. I want to pray that the Lord will help us as we get into this message. And so let me just pray. I want to pray that the Lord 
will minister to you today as we get into this, as we dive into this message today. I believe it's going to help you. I believe today out of the word of God is going to bring us in alignment and it's going to give us some great keys and some great help how to make sound decisions, how to make decisions, uh, uh, you know, that uh, we're not so uh, unstable and so undecided about because so many of the things that we go through we're so undecided, we're not sure we're making the right decision, and we're afraid to make the wrong one. So I'm going to pray today, and I believe the Lord's going to help you. So Father, we thank you today in the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray today, God, that you'll give us wisdom, that you'll give us insight today, that Lord, help us to receive the word of God. Lord, let us, uh, Father, leave this message today, change, transform, learning something in our spirit today. I pray, God, speak to the people of God, every person that is listening today. God, that your word would be relevant, that your word, God, would bring understanding and revelation. I pray for the anointing of the word of God upon every word that I speak today. I pray today, God, that the people would hear the voice behind the voice. And Lord, touch your people, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, I'm going to read you or I'm going to share a little story with you, and then I'm going to go back to this story because I think it's not so spiritual, but it is something that I think all of us can relate to. And I was hearing about this one lady one day that she, she talked about how she was in a place where she was depressed. Her and her family were about to experience bankruptcy. Her marriage was on the rocks, and something clicked in her mind and she did something so simple that got her mind to get going. And I'm going to share that later on, what she did. But one of the things that she realized now that she discovered something, she said that the mind, now this is a little uh, psychology, okay? This is not the Bible, but they say that our mind uh, has an emergency break. So in other words, when you think of something, there's three things the mind does. First of all, our mind regulates our body. And then the second thing, it, when we go to sleep, half of it shuts down. The other half catalogs everything that we did that day so we could have memory. And the third thing that our mind does, it protects us, so it magnifies the risk. So have you ever, if you're taking a risk, whether it's a financial risk or whether it's a risk, a physical risk or whatever it may be, what your mind does before you take that risk, it magnifies the consequences because it's trying to save you, right? It's trying to save you from making the wrong one. But many times what happens is because the risk is so magnified and it makes it bigger than it is, we never take that risk and it may not be that risky. And so what happens is we fall into reservation or our mind shuts down and we're not willing to step out and make a decision and so we stay in the same place. And she discovered something that made her reach her goals. She said she had some goals in her life and she was in this place of depression and all of a sudden something came to her. She had like that aha moment and it caused her to move toward her goal. And I'm going to share what she did with you later on in the sermon. So you're going to have to stay with me here. I'll share it toward the end exactly what she did that all of us actually can use. And it's a simple concept, but at the same time, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you'll see that there's wisdom in what I'm saying to you. And so here's what I want to say. Every decision that we make or our decisions, we make our decisions and then our decisions make us. 
So the quality of the life that you're going to live is determined by the decisions that you make. Uh, there was a young businessman that went to an executive one day and asked uh, uh, for his wisdom. He said, what is the secret of a successful business? And the man said, wise decisions. The young man said, how, how do I learn to make wise decisions? And the man told him, experience. And he said, how do you get the experience? Dumb decisions, right? So all of us this morning have to learn from our mistakes. We got to learn from decisions that we've made from the past. If we don't learn from instruction, we're going to learn through experience. Uh, and many times in life, uh, uh, we make decisions that are not wise. We make decisions uh, that are going to harm us later. And so I want to today talk about, out of the book of James, tremendous book of wisdom is going to give us some insight today in how to make some wise decisions. Uh, and a couple of things I'm going to talk about. Number one, I'm going to talk about the problem of decision. The second thing I'm going to talk about is the prescription to help you get through decision. And then the third thing I'm going to talk about is the promises of God behind the decision. So let me just talk about the problem. The problem is indecision. And the book of James chapter 1, verse number 8, you can, you can write this down. It says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Literally, what double-minded means, means a two-souled man. You have two souls. You're being pulled apart in different directions. You're divided. Your loyalty is divided. Your priority is divided. And James uses this word. In other words, you're trying to do two things at the same time, and you're not really sure what you want to do. Men are really terrible at this. Uh, women are a lot better doing two things at one time, but men are terrible. But it's so hard to make a decision. So double-mindedness means uh, you're, you're, uh, what happens when you're double-minded, it causes devastation, it causes you to be debilitating, uh, all of these things. It makes you unstable. That word unstable is confused. Uh, it's, like, it's describing almost like a drunk person that is staggering, wavering, oh, I don't know what to do. You know what I'm talking about. And you're kind of just kind of staggering there. You're going through life staggering like a racquetball, bouncing from one wall to another, and you cannot make up your mind. The Bible says an unstable man or a, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. There is constant turmoil. And so what happens when we're uh, unstable, when we're double-minded, uh, we have unstable emotions. In other words, our emotions begin to get strained. We're strained by the decision-making. We're confused. You wonder why you can't sleep. You wonder why you, you're, you're always having to worry because you can't make decisions and it causes an emotional instability in your mind and, and so you can't make that decision correctly. This is why James is saying a double-minded man is unstable or is staggering in all of his ways. There's a guy that went to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, are you indecisive and the guy says yes and no and the psychiatrist says what do you mean i used to be but now i'm not sure how about this one <laughs> what type of bee can't make up its mind 
Maybe. All right, so we'll move on to the next one, okay? The most miserable person in the world is the person that is hab habitually indecisive. I'll give you one more. What kind of shoe does an un indecisive person wear? Flip-flops. Come on, that's a good one, all right? So the second one is this. When you're unstable in all of your ways, uh, at least give me some laughs or something. Give me a shout-out here or something that, that that made you laugh. A little chuckle maybe, okay? Unstable, it causes us to be unstable in our relationships. What happens when we don't make up our mind, it lacks commitment, and therefore it destroys marriages. You can't decide whether you're in. You can't decide whether you're out. It causes instability in your relationship. It causes you to be unstable in your job. And people are constantly switching jobs. They can't stick to one career or, or another because they're moving back and forth. So it affects your relationship. It even affects your relationship as the parent. You're trying to parent your children, but you're telling them one thing, and then you change your mind and you're telling them something else. You can't decide uh, the right thing to say. And I've discovered many times when, when I can't decide, it uses up my energy. It strains my relationship with others. I'll share another story with you, okay? Kind of funny, okay? Hopefully you'll laugh. There was a the confused young man, and he was in a difficult situation, and he couldn't decide whether to marry Kate or Edith. And even though he tried as hard as he could, he was unable to make up his mind. And so not willing to give up either one, he strung them along uh, for a long time, for far too long. And the decision or the indecision continued until both of the young women got tired of the situation and they left him for good. And so the moral of the story is you can't have your cake and eat it too, okay? So anyway, here's the other part, all right? Unstable spiritually. When you can't decide, you're unstable spiritually. Verse number seven says the man will not think that he'll receive anything from God. So in other words, when you're unstable, you're not going to receive anything from God. It blocks your prayer life. It blocks your relationship because you're not sure whether you want to do the will of God or whether, you're not, whether you don't, you're not sure what you want to do for God. And so it's hard to receive from God and what God wants to pour out in your life because you're so indecisive. A, a double-mindedness can lead to a double life. It's like uh, you've heard of the character Two-Face, right? Uh, you, you have two faces. You're one man here and another man over there. You've got to decide. You know, you could be singing uh, Waymaker on Sunday Miracle Worker, then on Monday, uh, you could be singing that song, Tootsie Slide by uh, Justin Bieber, right? So you could be doing two things. You're double-minded in all your ways. You're unstable. The second thing I want to say to you, if you are unstable, you can't decide. Here's the prescription. I love the prescription to this. It says this in cha James chapter 1. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, verse number 5, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. So in other words, the solution or the prescription to your instability this morning is we got to ask God. In other words, you got to be willing to let go of your pride and admit that you need him. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, and you think about this, the book of James is the book of wisdom in the New Testament 
And the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom in the Old Testament. If you ever want to read some wise things, some good tips and keys to make wise decisions, read the book of Proverbs and read the book of James because it will give you wisdom for life. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is basically making decisions the way, seen through God's perspective. But I'll give you a more practical uh, understanding is wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is, is learning how to apply the knowledge that you have. There's a lot of people that have a high IQ, but they have no wisdom. They don't know how to apply the knowledge that they have. And this is the wisdom that this is why God gives us wisdom. He gives us discernment. We may have knowledge, but we don't know how to apply it. And if we go before God, if we ask him, if we're willing to admit it, God will give us wisdom. He'll give us understanding. See, wisdom is not intelligence. In other words, it's not how smart you are. Wisdom is not education. There's a lot of educated idiots out there. Wisdom is not information. There's a lot of people that have information. We are the information age. Uh, 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 information is exploding. There hasn't been so much information ever, but yet our morals are falling apart. The marriages are falling apart. Bankruptcy is all over the place. Why? Because people don't have any wisdom. They may have knowledge, they may have intelligence, but they don't have the wisdom from God. And so this is why it's important that we ask for wisdom. And I'm going to share a little bit about what wisdom is and why we need it. So when we're, when we're unsure about making a decision, when we're not sure about what decision to make, we're going to pray and we're going to admit and we're going to say, God, I need your wisdom. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility, when you humble yourself, it comes wisdom. So pride will block you from receiving wisdom. There's a lot of people out there. They may be smart. They may be knowledgeable, but they have no wisdom. And they'll never learn to make decisions unless they get some wisdom from God. One of the reasons why we don't learn how to have wisdom is because we're not willing to humble ourselves and ask God for it. We're not, we're not willing to say, God, I need some understanding. How many of us this morning, you know, God will speak to you and say, you know, you need to go home to your wife and tell her you were wrong. But because of your pride, you won't let that wisdom kick in and you won't practice it. See, the admission, listen to this, I love this statement. The admission of the lack of wisdom is the beginning of wisdom. See, I know this today, that every decision I make, I need the wisdom of God. And so the second thing that he says there in, 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 in James chapter 1, it says, if anyone lack wisdom, he should ask it from God, not from Dr. Phil, not from Twitter, not from Facebook, not from watching TV, not from listening to the news. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, what? He's to ask of God. So when you are feeling undecided, when you are feeling, man, I, I, I'm not sure what decision to make, we need to ask God for some wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 says, it is the Lord who gives wisdom. From him comes knowledge and understanding. 
So, man, if you're going to ask for anything in life, you need to ask God for wisdom. Man, I'll tell you what, I'll take wisdom over money. I'll take wisdom over any of those things. Can you imagine? In fact, there is a guy in the Bible, most of us know who he is, where God told him, I'll give you anything that you ask. Anything that you ask. And most of us would say, man, what if God asked you that? God said, I'll give you anything you want. What would you ask for? Most of us say, man, I want to hit the lottery. I want a new car. I want a, I want a new house. I want a new husband, new wife. No, you don't want that. I want new children. No, I want all these things. But the Bible says when God spoke to King Solomon, King Solomon said, I want wisdom. He goes, I want to know how to make correct judgment. He says, I'm an inadequate leader. I don't, I'm not wise enough to lead these people. He said, but give me some wisdom. This was a guy right here that was willing to humble himself and admit that he didn't have it all together. Have you ever met someone they think they have it all together? They think they know all the answers. Man, that person is not wise. None of us this morning have it all together. And the Bible says that the wisdom that Solomon had went through, people were, were uh, people heard about his wisdom. His fame was heard about. And the Bible says that, that God said, because you asked for wisdom and you didn't ask for wealth, you didn't ask for fame, you didn't ask for a long life, I'm going to give you that because you asked for something that most people wouldn't have asked for. And all of us this morning, wisdom will take you a lot further than you have or you understand. Proverbs 4, 7 said, if you don't get anything, get wisdom. I love that. If you don't get anything, get some wisdom. So James chapter 4, verse 2 says, you have not because you ask not. So how many of us this morning are asking for wisdom? How many of us pray for wisdom? And how many act on that wisdom? I'll be honest, as your pastor today, I pray for wisdom every day. I don't know if I pray for wisdom more than anything, man. Every decision, every time I'm talking to someone, whether it's a phone call, whether uh, someone needs prayer, uh, whether I'm talking in a meeting or whoever it may be, I pray all the time, God, give me some wisdom. Uh, if I see the phone ringing, I, I say, Lord, give me some wisdom. In fact, during this whole pandemic thing, we've been praying for wisdom. God, give us wisdom. What do we do? How should we do this? Uh, uh, when do we open? When did all this happen? God, we need your wisdom. Every step of the way, folks, uh, we've been asking for wisdom. We are prayerfully asking for wisdom. Decisions that we make, especially as a pastor, I don't make them on the fly. I don't make them on the fling. I'm asking God for wisdom. I'm saying, God, Give me some discernment. And here's the thing about God is God will literally give it to you. God will give you that wisdom if you ask for it. See, when we pray for wisdom, we need to pray with anticipation. He says, ask and God will give it to you. So it says, when you pray here in the book of James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, it says, he should ask of God who gives generously. This is the kind of God that we serve. We serve a generous God to all without finding fault. It will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. So when we ask God for wisdom, we need to ask in faith. We need to believe God that God's going to give it to us, that the Lord longs to give it to us, that he wants to give it to us, that, that when we're praying for wisdom, we're not wasting our time 
but God will give it to us and we're focused and we're believing in faith that God will give us the wisdom that we need. See, many times we're praying for wisdom, but we're not really believing. We're not really focused that God will give us the wisdom that, that, that we're asking for. How many remember Peter when he was on the boat and, and Jesus, uh, he said, if it's you, Jesus, walking on water, let me walk out to you. And Jesus said, come on. And so he had to get out of the boat in order to go toward Jesus. And the Bible says he, G, uh, Peter actually did walk on water. He was walking toward Jesus. But the moment he began to look at the waves and he began to look at the wind, the Bible says he began to sink because he took his eyes off of the Lord. He took his eyes off of God. And the moment we take our eyes off of God, we're going to sink. Indecision will instantly sink you. This is why we need to get the wisdom of God and we need to keep our eyes on God and say, God, I need your wisdom and I believe in faith that I'll receive it. The Bible says, he who doubts is like a wave of sea blown, tossed to and fro. You're a driftwood when you're a person that is undecided and you're a person that can't, uh, doesn't receive the wisdom that God wants to give you. So we have to believe God in faith. It says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we are, we are thanking God and we are anticipating in faith that God's going to give us the wisdom that we need, that we're going to go after it, that God, you're going to give us some wisdom here and we're going to receive it. And Lord, you're going to give it to us generously. Now I'm going to go back to this lady that I talked about earlier today. And I, I believe we could use some of this, and, but I, I want to just qualify this today. It's not, it's not just what this lady did, it's God giving you wisdom. But one of the things that she discovered was that uh, she, again, she was in a place of depression. She was in a place, man, that she couldn't make a decision. She knew what to do. How many know a lot of us, we know what to do, we just don't do it. Why? Because we allow our feelings to dictate what we do. And here's the thing that they discovered psychologically, that we're more feelings first, and then we think later. Most of, the, most of us think that we think, and then we feel. Most of us, we feel first, and then we think. And so if you don't feel like doing it, you won't do it, even though you have the knowledge that you need to do. I'll give you an example. How many of us have the knowledge, I need to work out, I need to uh, and so if you had the knowledge of, hey, I need to work out, I need to exercise, you have the knowledge that this will make you feel better, this is what you need to do, you need to eat right. And so if you needed to do that, and then you said, you know what, I'm going to wake up in the morning, you have the knowledge, you have the intelligence to know what you need to do, and then what happens is as, you, as that uh, alarm goes off in the morning, you know you need to get up. You know you, you said you were going to do that, but you don't feel like doing it, right? Man, I'm tired. I don't feel like getting up right now, man. And then you begin to say, you know, I, I, really, I really, you know what? I can do it tomorrow. I can do it next week. So you talk yourself out of it, and you don't end up doing what you know to do. You know you need to get a job, right? And so you know, I'm just giving you different examples. You have the knowledge. But that means you're going to have to fill out applications. That means you're going to have to call people. That means you're going to have to make some phone calls, all these different things. And you won't do it because you don't feel like doing it. So our feelings many times get in the way of what we know we need to do. 
And so what she did, I'm just going to give you this example, and it's a great thing that she discovered. She was walking by, and her husband was watching TV, and she saw this commercial of this rocket taking off, and she heard the countdown. You know how it goes, five, four, three, two, one. And, and then it took off, and she said, you know what? In the morning, I'm going to just start doing that. She says, I'm, I'm going to count five, four, three, two, one, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to take off, and I'm going to go toward my goal. And so she said in the morning when the alarm went off, she said, five, four, three, two, one. Instead of hitting the snooze, instead of turning it off, she got up. She said, you know what? I know I need to make a phone call. I know I need to make a call to try to get a job. I don't want to make it, but she said, you know what? She said, five, four, three, two, one, and she started dialing. She found that there's a five-second rule in your mind, and they say psychologically all of us have five seconds many times to fulfill a goal or to do something that we need to do. Otherwise, when we wait beyond that, it says psychologically we talk ourselves out of it. And so she began to do things within that five-second rule and she actually now has a book, and she's pretty famous now about the five-second rule, that she said it was just a simple thing. She had, she had no idea that it had to do with our mind or our new, uh, psychologically, any of these things. Now she discovered that, yes, the mind will respond within five seconds if we do it. Otherwise, if we keep waiting and waiting, we'll talk ourselves out of it. How many things in life, and I'm going to bring it to the spiritual, how many things in life have we talked ourselves out of Rather than doing what's right, rather than doing things that can go for the kingdom of God, decisions that you can make that are going to better your life, we procrastinate, we hesitate, yet we know we need what we need. We know we can live for God. We know we need to read the Bible. We know we need to pray. We know we need to call that person and encourage them. We know we need to forgive. We know we, know we need to say a good word. All of these things. We know we need to apologize. And you just get on that phone, five seconds, apologize. Do what you got to do. Within five seconds, you'll be surprised what God will do. And so here's the last thing I want to say to you. And again, the Bible gives us a promise that God will give us wisdom generously. It says, if any man lacks wisdom, verse 5 of James chapter 1, he'll give it to us generously. See, we serve a generous God, a giving God. God, not only does he give it to us, but the Bible says that's in the continuous tense that God constantly gives it to us. His resources are unlimited. He's a giving God. Our model for giving is God. That's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Because God is cheerful. He doesn't hold back. When we ask him for something, he gives it to us. And so God wants to give you wisdom. He delights in giving you wisdom. He doesn't want you to be a person that is uh, unstable in all his ways, undecisive. Uh, you can't decide. Uh, uh, he wants to give you the wisdom. He's more than willing to give you wisdom. He is generous, and this is why you and I today need to be generous uh, in our, uh, in our, even in our, what we do. And believe it or not, if you read the book of James, he even talks about finance, finances. He even talks about uh, making decisions and being a person that is wise with your money. Do you realize today many of us this morning are not wise when it comes to our finances? Am I right? How many of us got ourselves in debt because we didn't ask for wisdom? 
And, and so we have to decide early on, you know what? I'm going to put God first because God is generous. I'm going to put him first. We need to ask God for that wisdom. And again, over and over in God's word, the Bible teaches us over and over that God will give us wisdom. And we got to be willing this morning uh, to let the word of God dictate our lives. Uh, the word of God is, believe it or not, there is so much wisdom in God's word. See, the first place, if we want wisdom from God, we ask. And then we go to the word of God. And then we look at God's word and we meditate on it and we, and we let it direct us. Here's what the Bible says in Psalms 119, verse 105. God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In other words, what they would do is they would have a lamp with a rope on it and it would light their way through uh, their path wherever they were going. And he said, that, he goes, your word is like a light it's like a lamp lighting my path wherever I go. If you want divine guidance, if you want the wisdom of God, you need to go to the word of God. That is the, the greatest thing, the greatest place that you can find wisdom is God's word. Many times the reason why we're double-minded and we can't decide is because we don't have the word of God in us. We've got to go to the word of God and get his wisdom. This is the promise of God. He will light the way. He will give us the wisdom that we ask. So this morning, we need to pray for that wisdom. We need to ask for that wisdom. We need to humble ourselves to get that wisdom. We need to be willing to say, God, today, I need you, and I'm going to make a decision. I know what I need to do, and I, I'm not going to hesitate because God, it lines up with your word. It lines up with your promises. Lord, it's not just about me, it's about others. And here's the thing about God, is God does not make the decision for us. God made us in his image, but he's not going to make the decision for you. There's so many people, sometimes we, 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 I'll just give it to the Lord. And I think there are things we need to give to God, but there's also things that we just need to decide. Sometimes we use that as a cop-out. Well, I'm just going to give this to God. Well, no, God made you so that you can make that decision. God, he, he's given you his word. He's given you insight. So no, you just don't say, I'm just going to give it to God. There are things that beyond our control that, yes, we need to give to God, but there are other decisions that you have to make, and God will give you the wisdom if you ask him, and you got to do what's right, not what you want. So today, I'm going to pray today that God will give you wisdom, wisdom in your decision-making, wisdom with your family, wisdom in your relationship. Wisdom in your finances. Uh, uh, there's so many people today, they don't have the wisdom uh, uh, what, what decisions that they make. Uh, we need to pray. Don't act on your feelings. Your feelings will always deceive you. Let the word of God be a lamp onto your feet that will guide every decision that you make. And again, I said it earlier, I, I pray for wisdom and insight every single time. And so I'm going to pray for you right now that God is going to minister to your life and the Lord is going to give you the wisdom for any kind of indecision or undecisiveness that you have. You're undecided about things. I'm, I'm here to tell you, a lot of us know what to do. We just don't feel like doing it. But if we'll ask God for strength, God will give you the wisdom and you, then you need to act on it, okay? Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.